From local to global, we bring you the best conversations with your favorite athletes and Olympians. This is the Olympics.com podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Olympics.com podcast. Tom here with you, and we're about to go on a journey with an 18-year-old emerging French star. It's almost a spiritual blend of love of the outdoors with the joyous and audacious climb to the top of her sport. You're about to meet French sport climber Oriane Berton, and what a story she will tell. You just like it, and climbing is really, like it's natural. I feel like every every baby or child or even, yeah, adults just want to climb everywhere, like trees and walls, and just it's just natural. 18-year-old Oriane Berton has already transitioned from a dominant junior-level sport climber where she's solved some of the toughest climbing spots in the world, Golden Shadow in South Africa. She solved the Karma Plus 8, one of the most legendary boulder problems. They call the most challenging climbs problems. That Karma Plus 8 is in the iconic Fontainebleau Forest just outside of Paris where Oriane still trains. She's the French national champion in bouldering and has multiple World Cup podiums since jumping to the senior circuit in the last couple of years. Born in Nice to an Italian dad and French mom. Then when she was four, Oriane moved to the remote island of La Réunion, a French territory in the middle of the Indian Ocean facing Madagascar. I'll let her detail the journey to where she is today. The podium thread at every sport climbing World Cup stop. And now with a real possibility to scale to the peak of any athlete to the Olympic Games and Paris 2024. The ultimate summit for any French athlete these days. You're listening to the Olympics.com podcast. Welcome, Ariane, to the Olympics.com podcast. We really appreciate you taking some time, especially on a training day in Slovenia. We'll get to that in a minute, but uh, it's great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. All right, start at the beginning or kind of close to it. You grew up uh, kind of on your own remote island, La Reunion, in the uh, Indian Ocean. It seems like a little kid's paradise. <laughs> Actually, my dad is Italian and my mom is French, so mm -hmm. I don't think we ended up there. It's actually <laughs> far away from Europe, like 12 hours flight. So, yeah, I feel like this is, yeah, this island is my home, my first home for sure. Every time I go back, it's, yeah, where I want to leave, actually. Yeah, I'm going to go back when, yeah, when I'm older, probably. Uh, in what ways do you take after your father and your mother? Um, what way? Uh, my father's a hardworking guy, actually. He's really hardworking and yeah, he was also a uh, like professional athlete in uh, judo, actually, not in climbing, but still. So we have the, yeah, the taste of working, I guess. And uh, as far as uh, traits, uh, temper, your joie de vie, wh where does that come from? I don't really know, actually. I don't really know. I feel like this is something I was born with hmm. because every picture I have from when I was younger, I'm just never crying. So I feel like this is something I've... What? Yeah, you, you never cried? No, That's I did. That's awesome. I did, but not so often, actually. Uh -huh. Yeah, pretty rarely. Uh, labor of love. 
It started, as I understand it, thanks to your sister's dance lessons. Is that sort of how? Uh, she was taking, yeah, choruses. And and next to the to the gym they were dancing in, there was that rock, like rock wall. And so we, yeah, I mean, while we were waiting for her, we were climbing there. And we happened to like it pretty much. So we were kind of just trying to make it the hardest possible. So it was, I think it was mainly the start of it. That's great. Uh, and, and what was the immediate attraction to climbing inside, but then I guess mostly outside in nature? Uh, what were you drawn to? I don't really know. I feel like this is, and when you like a sport, it's just like this. You know, there's nothing, especially when you're young. You just, you just like it. And climbing is really, like it's natural. I feel like every every baby or child or even, yeah, adults just want to climb everywhere, like trees and walls and just, it's just natural. And so I feel like this is, at first, this is what was fun about it. It's because we could be climbing and it was okay. And it was protected, so it was fine. And so I feel like I kind of liked that aspect, that aspect of it, probably. And was there any aspect of, of being out in nature that was appealing oh. as well? Yeah, I didn't talk about it, but I studied climbing outside, actually. And yeah, I just being out felt amazing. I've always liked nature. So when we was younger, when we were like three or four, we used to go hiking all the time with my parents. So I think that's also where it comes from. For sure, probably. Um, I've seen you describe it as feeling, not thinking, which is, uh, that's insightful. Yeah, I mean, when you are young and, yeah, you're a child, so you just don't think too much, I guess. I mean, you, you think, but it's more like, oh, you, you like that sport. Okay, let's do that then. And you do it, and if you don't want to do it anymore, then there is no pressure. So you just change and you switch. And and so, yeah, I started climbing, and I liked the way I felt on the wall. And that's it, I guess, that stopped there. And how did the competition thing come about? Because you're out there enjoying yourself, and all of a sudden you're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, started, I started when I was eight. Mm -hmm. So my first comp was also when I was maybe maybe eight or nine I don't know but it was also really young so I started pretty early too and I don't know I I just felt like I liked being with other people it was not I was not thinking of it as a comp actually I was yeah it was meeting people climbing with them and just enjoying the time and so slowly I yeah I became aware that it was a comp and that I needed to, yeah, I mean, train to be strong. And so, yeah, it took some time too. But I mean, slowly I just understood what it was, I guess. But firstly, it was just training with people. Mm -hmm. Where does the, the competitive zen fit in? Because, you know, all competitors, I mean, it's, it's fun, but you want to win when you reach a certain level. So how do you balance, you know, wanting to win and just wanting to enjoy the journey, or is the, is the journey, enjoying the journey way in the past now? <laughs> I'm enjoying everything I'm doing right now, actually. There is, yeah, of course, there is moments where, yeah, it's, yeah, you're not feeling so great, or there is things you don't want to do, 
And yeah, it's not a, a straight line, actually. It's, yeah, it's a roller coaster. And yeah, you have to do it with it. It's, it's like this. We know it. And I feel like I love climbing. I want to be climbing for a long time. And if someday I ever start to not to like climbing anymore, then I'm going to stop probably. Because, yeah, we're not here forever. So, yeah, at least let's try to enjoy it. And, yeah, if I don't like it anymore, then then what's the point of it? So I just I just like it. I, yeah, I enjoy what I do. And I want to be doing that for a lot of time. And, yeah, that's it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- after a while, you were performing really well, winning. Um, so describe how you process the idea that, hey, I, I can make a career of this. I don't really know. I've never thought of that, actually. I feel like I grew up with climbing, and climbing grew up, too. Like, it's right. there's more people. Like, well, it's in the Olympics now. Yeah. Firstly, it's in the Olympics. And, and so the visibility of the sport is amazing and climbing is for everybody and it's you can yeah it's not too physical you can start young you can start old it's like for everybody and i i feel like yeah we yeah we grew up together kinda and so yeah i i feel like this is my life yeah it's a big big part of my life now i leave for this so yeah i mean that would be pretty sad if I didn't leave from that. <laughs> Actually, just no putting a hundred of my energy in it and not leaving from that will be pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not worried about that with you. I think uh, you have your priorities well in order. Um, at some point, uh, younger than most people, you had to move out on your own to chase your dream. What was that experience like? To, you mean to arrive on the World Cup circuits? And... Yeah, just to, to be, you know, to have to go out um, away from the comforts and compete and train and sort of get, put everything on the line uh, away from home, kind of. It, it was hard, mm-hmm. actually. Hard because I've always trained with my dad, actually. He was my coach for a long time. And so I was always training at home, actually. And so when I started yeah, so I well when I started on the workout circuit, then I had to move a lot, move away a lot without my parents. So that was, I think, one of the biggest changes in my yeah in my training and yeah life. And so I understood that I yeah I needed to to leave actually. So I left Rainen Island. I went to Paris. And yeah, everything has changed. It's been two years already. And so, yeah, I think I understood that, yeah, I needed to to put everything in, 100% in, because I could not be doing this halfway. This is like a life adventure. And I feel like I have my chances to do some amazing things, but I need to work. And so, yeah, I think, that took time for me to accept this, but now I'm I'm there, I guess. Uh, I've read that you described it as super hard, and, and I, I love this. Uh, you said you learned to smile, fight, love, to lose, to suffer. Um, 
to sleep without being sleepy and eat without being hungry. Um, I mean, th those are incredible observations uh, and, and very descriptive of what that process was like. Yeah, I mean, it's like you are you are not normal anymore. You cannot. <laughs> no, I mean, you cannot do right like you will do them if you were normal because it's like sports it's exhausting you're like sometimes you go back from training and you all you want to do is sleep and you don't want to eat you don't want to take a shower you don't want to stretch you don't want to do anything you just want to go lay on the bed and fall asleep until like a week after you want to sleep for a week <laughs> but you cannot because you have to eat proteins you have to take a shower you have to stretch because your muscles are sore you have to to do things you don't want to do because you know it's going to be good for you later so you have to do things that have no direct pleasure on yourself because there is an ind indirect pleasure be after Yep. And this is something that is really hard to accept as a young athlete. And so, yeah, I think I understood that not too long ago, actually. And so, yeah, I, I'm i still learning to, to keep those emotions to myself. And so, yeah, but it's it's the hardest part of it, like being consistent and believe that what you're doing now is going to be useful later. Yeah, uh, I've heard it called delaying gratification, right? <laughs> so you're in Slovenia now, <clears throat> training with the Tokyo 2020 Olympic champion, Janja Garnbret. Um, wow. <laughs> are you having fun or is it uh, incredibly competitive? Uh, describe how that feels oh. to be training with the best. I'm having fun. I'm, I'm having really, really a lot of fun, actually. I feel like comp and training and just i'm away from home i'm in slovenia i've never been there my coach is here there is also other people from other nationalities so like i'm just yeah it's just fun there is everybody here men also so we can train together i feel like this is more of a group thing than just her i and and just yeah climbing and comp and competitive things so yeah i feel like we're friends actually like all climbers I, I feel like yeah nobody's hated or nobody's hating anybody it's just a really friendly word and yeah i'm just having lots of fun right now uh what has have you learned from her being the best and continuing to be the best and training and you know in competition and uh there's admiration certainly but i know how you you process the whole thing what what has stood out to you about her and her aura Consistency is key, actually, because she's been on the circuit for a long time, really long time, and she has always been one of the best, or the best for a long, long time too. So, and I feel like she didn't have any downs, maybe a bit, some of them, but she's consistent. She's, yeah, she started uh, doing her things, and she never stopped. And so I feel like this is something we can learn from, I mean, at least that out there for a long time. Like Miguel, 
that it also the Olympics. He's consistent. It's been 10 years he's been on the on the circuit and he's still there. And this is amazing, actually. Consistency is key, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has she told you anything? Does she give not not that she's giving up secrets, but as, as you know, being kind of a big sister, uh, as you as you now try to attack the tour and that's a whole different life change, as you described, has she given you one maybe bit of advice or anything like that? I, I don't think so. I mean, we, we, yeah, we're training together and I don't think we're in the mood <laughs> for talking about, about this, about, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's more of like, oh, maybe you should put your foot more down on the volume or <laughs> something <laughs> like this, crimp it harder. Or, I don't know, but it's more like located. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, how much do you train every day? What's, what's that like? And it, mm. like, is it, is it on the wall or some in the gym? I mean, cause yeah. all of you guys are unbelievably fit. And I think <laughs> that's a, that's a, a statement I can make across the board for most Olympic level elite athletes. It's incredible. I mean, yeah, <clears throat> a training days. Yeah. So it's never the same actually, because it depends on how you feel, where you are uh, at the season, if you're at the start, middle, and it depends actually. But uh let's say like a normal day is waking up for myself because we have different schedules but waking up around eight i think then at nine starting like i think it's physical activity so like yeah some some musculation and some yeah some mobilization i think so for like three hours probably and then just four to five hours of just truly climbing yeah, actually, then going back home and sleeping. <laughs> That's very important. That's... <laughs> uh, what's the best and then the worst part of the sport? You might not have a worst aspect of your sport, but give me the up and down. The best is just we have a project. We live for it and we do things. We wake up, we know what what we're doing we know why we're waking up and i think that knowing where you're going is the best part of it probably because you you do things for a purpose and it just makes life much more yeah entertaining i guess <laughs> probably and the worst is not being able to eat everything i want <laughs> really yeah that's I sacrificing love I love food so much. <laughs> I love food so much. And I would like to see my friends in the evening. I would like, there's a lot of things we do and a lot of things we do not do because we know it's not going to be good for us. And I feel like there's a lot of food things. And for me, the main thing is the food, actually, because I love food. I love eating and I love diversity. I love trying new things. And so just, eating rice and chicken and <laughs> and yeah sometimes pasta but well i mean same thing is tiring for me so mm. i'm trying to change a bit but it's quite hard it sounds like it what's uh what's the one guilty pleasure you're not allowed to have that really hurts chocolate chocolate i you love can't have it i love it i can 
but not much, not enough. Oh, you have to control it. Oh, no. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, I love chocolate. Actually, I really love it. But yeah, I mean, I can eat it, but not too much. So I have to be. Yeah, to control it. <laughs> OK, uh, one of the things that jumped out to me watching you was uh, and, you, you know, this is probably nothing for you. But when I see you uh, overall, I mentioned you guys are all in great shape. The core is amazing, but your toes and fingers are crucial, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's I amazing. Mean, I, I don't know how you do that. I have, again, I have, I'm clueless as to how you can make that happen. And, uh, and I salute you. Actually, it's grip strength. And like the way you hold things is, I think it's really, really, really important. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And since climbing is a really like weight sports, it's really important to be fit, actually. It's important to be fit. And it's important also to not be too fit because then you don't have enough energy and muscles and capacity of like force but also not too over it because then you're too heavy and then you have too much muscles and then then it's harder it's like yeah you have to find the right yeah the middle actually and i think this is a hard part of yeah our sport too so yeah um yeah fingers are actually important and they're too big for rings, too big for a lot of things, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. How do you do? do again, this is from a, an idiot here. Do you do toe exercises or finger? Like, how do you? <laughs> Forgive me, but it's just what jumped out at me. So, no, actually, we, we are wearing like special shoes. Right. It's, yeah, it's like climbing shoes. So, it's like there is a the shape is made for your toes not to have to force too much there is yeah so there is no exercises for the toes actually but for the fingers there is actually there is we have some things called beast makers or like these little things where it's holes in wood and so you can just take them and stay as much as you can or it depends on what you're trying to do or what yeah, what you're trying to work on. But uh, we have these, but only for the ends, <laughs> not for the toes. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that. I can go on <laughs> with my life now. Uh, you're the French national champion, multiple podiums on sport climbing tour. Uh, I just want to know if you're aware that you're a big deal now. <laughs> Am I a big deal? Uh, Am I? <laughs> well, you know that. I mean, I'm not telling anything you don't know. No, but what I mean is, I mean, I have my chances, I think, in yeah, international comps, but I've never felt like I was scary for anybody. <laughs> I feel like there is, like Yanya, she's she's Yanya, right? When she walks in, you know she's there because she's gonna break it. She's there for it, and I don't feel like I have that reputation yet. I want to have it. That would be amazing, actually. But I I feel like I have some progress to make. Yeah, there, I think. I like that you said yet. I'm trying to get it. Okay. It's, 
how do you mentally prepare for like competition and are there superstitions? I mean, all athletes have some kind of superstition, but first of all, the mental preparation for, for competition or for going out and, you know, uh, attacking the wall or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I don't have, like, I don't have rituals, uh, rituals uh, mm-hmm. for that is, yeah, I feel like this is, this is the funniest part of climbing, of training. I mean, training is where you suffer and comps are where you're enjoying it. So I just, I just go and I know I'm going to enjoy it either way. So, so yeah, no preparation and actually no, no superstitions either no. because I feel no, like this no, is no some... favorite thing. No, no none no, of that. No, okay. because I feel like this is something outside of my climbing and of what I did before. So this, there is no point of having like a favorite hoodie or a favorite, yeah, troll deck or, or yeah, I, I, I don't feel like I need it actually. I love that. Uh, we're winding down just a few more here. When I no. say Le Bourget, what immediately comes to mind? Olympic Games. Olympic Games. And yeah, I, I've been on the side actually. And I don't know, I, I, I'm excited to see how it's going to look, who's going to be there. If I'm going to be there, I would love to. And it's in Paris and it's where I live. It's like, wow. It's, I, I feel like Olympic Games in France and Paris is amazing because last time was, I think, 100 years ago. So it was, it was a long, long time ago. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you mentioned Paris 2024. So, uh, I'm not going to get into all the qualifications because it's it's kind of confusing, but I know you know that the top three at the August World Championships in Bern get automatic qualifications. And I know you look down the road and you, you probably have, have it plotted to how you may qualify, but is that the first thing you're looking at Bern or as you look Actually, to qualify? Not so much. I, To be completely honest, I don't know anything about how to qualify myself. I have no idea where to go, what to do. I feel like this is stress that I cannot take care of myself. So I, I I decided with my coach to let him do all the plan plannings and things on my season because I feel like this is gonna stress me out and I don't want that. So I'm just looking forward to the first workups. And yeah, try to be the strongest possible and we'll see later. See, that's what I meant when I said Zen, because control what you can control. Those are lessons that sometimes don't come to people at 18. Uh, And that's very, you know, uh, do you see what I mean there? Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm, there is a lot of people around me, a lot. And so I feel like, this is not something I learned alone. A lot of people told me, a lot of people said, yeah, please don't stress yourself out. There is things you can control. And when you hear it the first time, it doesn't get your head. When you hear it for the fifth time, then it gets a bit your head. And then, yeah, I mean, you, you see the person that told you this and you think of it. You're like, okay, he told me that. I remember now. 
And so there's a lot of things like this that got to my head pretty late, <laughs> actually, because I only started taking care of my projects, I think, last year mm. at the end, uh, just right before the European Championships in uh, Munich. So in August, I think it was, and I think I understood then that this is my project and not those people's project. And I need to take care of it myself because I'm doing this for myself and not for them. And so it's actually, I learned that pretty late because I started uh, climbing in World Cups the year before. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad I learned it and I understood it because I can progress much more, I think. I, I think that is... Uh... It will benefit you, um, as you know. That that's really a great uh, thing to understand. Um, all right. So sport climbing has changed, as you know, since the debut at Tokyo 2020. Now just two categories. I'll ask you about speed in in a minute. <laughs> How has it changed? <laughs> how has combined lead and bouldering changed in your mind as to how you are going to chase the podium in Paris, assuming you get there, which. I'm going to go ahead and say you're going to get there, but I'm not trying to get in your head. Go ahead. Hmm. I don't, I, I feel like the fact that speed was uh, also in didn't make me uncomfortable because I feel like I could have trained speed too, but I feel like now it's more like speed and the two parts of climbing I love the most. So this is this is good because I love lead, I love bouldering, and the fact that they're both like together is yeah, is the the best part of it. So yeah, I kind of like speed, but watching it, only watching it. Yeah, it's a, it. Whole, it's a whole different I mean yeah. it's not yeah, you have to yeah. it's a different thing, but yeah. um so are you confident in a in 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 combined lead and bouldering? Are you um, I mean, you've been mostly a boulderer, right? And now yeah. you have to add that other thing. But if you know what you're doing and, and you your attitude is, is is very important too, and you seem to look look forward to it. Actually, I started climbing uh, and bouldering outside. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to grow up, I was mainly a lead climber. So, yeah, I feel like this is something I've done and that I can do again because I'm not starting from zero, actually. So I feel like I can train also in lead. It's going to be harder than only training in border, but it's doable. So I'm pretty excited to start training again, actually. Well, good. Bon chance on that. Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't get any more French on you here. Uh, okay, let, let's talk. We're almost done. Just let's talk about pressure. And uh, it doesn't sound like... You feel it and uh, because you enjoy what you're doing, and I think that's half the battle. And then I have a follow-up, but how do you, how do you uh, assess pressure? Same thing as I said. Just I Usually the only thing I tell myself when I'm stressed out is, this is not something you can control. Stop, stop thinking about it. It's, yeah, that's, that's it. It's part of it. And you're doing that because you like that feeling. So stop stressing out. And it's just mainly just, yeah, speaking with myself and just reassuring. 
yeah the the yeah myself i guess there is no yeah there is maybe music but there is no nothing that just stop the stress from coming because it's always going to be there but just telling myself that this is not something i can control and this is why i'm doing that and this is something i like yeah this is the main thing that stops it i think I think it's interesting uh, because part of the anxiety or the stress really is you and your mind and your body getting ready to compete. And that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, the body's there. The body's still going to be there and it's not Mm -hmm. moving. Uh, The only thing that can stop you from doing what you want to do is the mind. So this is something that we actually really need to work on as athletes because yeah, training and comps are really different because it's not the same kind of stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, training is just stressing out because you're not as strong as yesterday or a week after or a week before. Comp is there is people climbing on the same borders as you. And if they do them, you know that you have to do them to be at the same place as them. So it's like you know what is happening and you know that you have to do it because if you don't do it, then it's going to be not good. And and so the mind just, just go like this, just go boom. And you don't know what to do anymore. So this is something we can only train in comps actually. So this is hard to, to work on. Uh, Uh, Social media. I know you're active. Um, A lot of people, you know, it's a source of, uh, for some athletes, you know, it, it cuts both ways. It's fun to stay in touch with people and that, but it also can be incredibly painful and negative. Uh, how do you handle your, um, you know, your work in social media? How active are you? And um, I'm not so active, actually. Okay. I'm, I, I don't like posting things too much i like just saying okay i'm there sometimes i just bought something oh there's a here's a boulder from slovenia here's a boulder from japan here's uh, my results in that world cup or i just like to let people know that i'm alive and that i'm yeah training hard and i'm there but i'm not the type of person to post everything on my story or my yeah publications because firstly i don't like that and secondly, I I cannot find the time. <laughs> Actually, I just like keeping things to myself and just yeah, text people I want to text and I could probably with no problem just yeah, just delete Instagram from my phone for sure. Good for you. Uh, mm-hmm. You have it well uh, under control. What I'm learning right now is a valuable experience, and I feel like. I want to give people the chance to know what I have learned, what I took hours to learn, hours and day and sweats and cries and everything, because I feel like this is something that is really important and valuable because this is experience. And so I want to be able to, yeah, give it to other people in the future, probably. To pass it on, and and, yeah. uh, and that's so important in, in our world. Mm-mm-mm. And I've always been so inspired by people that write books and that tell their stories because, yeah, I feel like this is you can learn so much from this. And 
So yeah, I've also learned a lot and I feel like I want to do that too. I want to inspire people and I want to do things I love and show that you can be strong and you can and you can be at top level while doing things you do like actually because it's not just tears and sweat and and suffering it's also like just being happy about your life and i want people to know that and i think i i can yeah i can show people it's it's also part of the game that's tremendous um Orion, thank you so much for joining me on this olympics.com podcast uh, best of luck we will be following you all the way and um Again, bon chance for, for Paris. I know you, you're focusing on the immediate, but uh, it's going to be uh, a wonderful journey. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Uh, you see, I spit out a little French for you, but not too much. I don't want to show off. <laughs> That's actually the extent of my French. But what a treat talking with Oriane. And we should all appreciate her answer to what does she want to do when she grows up? Stay involved maybe coach, but she definitely wants to help others. And what an ambassador Oriane Berton would be for this brand new Olympic sport that's just getting started. Of course, the here and now is Oriane pushing to make the French national sport climbing team in lead and bouldering. That's the first step to representing the host country at the Paris 2024 Summer Olympics. And if attitude and grace matters at all, Oriane's already on the Paris podium. So much more on Orion and sport climbing right there for the clicking here on Olympics.com. Go find out. For more in-depth and original Olympics-related feature content, search our platforms here on Olympics.com. That's it for this episode of the Olympics.com podcast. Hit us up at Olympics with any feedback you have. We love feedback. It helps us get better. You can also hit me up on my Twitter at TK Sports Tweets. Hope you enjoyed this. We'll see you next time. 